tuned in to the cold hard truth. Cayman's number one hard-hitting live podcast show, where we feature some straightforward conversations on political, social, and celebrity news, and all things happening in the Cayman Islands and around the world. This show was created to give the people a voice and a means of being involved and informed without any filters. Sometimes it gets crazy, but we always keep it real. We bring you the tea. Piping hot, so grab your favorite beverage and join the conversation via WhatsApp at 324-1612. Email tips at caymanmarlroad.com. Now, here's your host, Sandy Hill, broadcasting live from the beautiful Cayman Islands. Good morning, K-Man. Rise and shine. Time to get up and at him. How is everybody doing? Happy Wednesday. It is hump day Wednesday. The number to call in, 936-2626. Or you can just click on the link that says kmanmallroad.com slash talk show. I'm ready for y'all. Are y'all ready for me? Let's get it. We're waiting on uh, Blake and Aaron. This morning. So good morning to Ervalyn. Sharon is here. Virtuous is here. Good morning. I saw you messaging me yesterday, Virtuous, but to be honest, I didn't even have a chance to listen, but I did see the messages come in. Um, been super, super busy trying to get some paperwork done. You guys know how it is. You leave all your paperwork until the very last to do and I need to renew Gianna's passport. So I've been a little bit busy trying to get that done. And trust me, I swear I filled out the passport form like 20 times already. You know how you uh, keep filling it out and you get one thing wrong. You're like, oh, why is this not electronically done? Morning, Stephen, joining us from the UK. Good morning, Blake and Aaron, joining us from Georgetown. Marshall, how are you? We got Wee Wee and Diamond Princess. Good morning, everyone. Siobhan is here. Good morning, Tommy. Big news. I have some important news for you. Interesting news. It's Blake and Aaron's Spilling the Tea with Sandy. K-Man's top news headlines of the day from CMR. Hello, Sandy. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. What's happening in the world of news? Well, well, the minister or ministry, I should say, of tourism and transport had a reception last night for Aaron Jarvis. Now, as you guys know, Aaron is 19 years old. And he is headed off to the Masters, one of the biggest tournaments in the world. Yeah, amazing. So pretty exciting. So they had a nice little reception for him last night, uh, wishing him well. And so that was pretty exciting. Were you there? Yes, yes. And and how's he he feeling? Um, Yeah, you know, he he feels good. Um, I think everyone is just expecting him to go out there and give his best. But um, I want him to win. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that'd be awesome. 
Yeah. <laughs> no pressure. I mean, I'll give you your best. Do 19-year-olds usually win the Masters, though? What's that? Like, how young is the youngest person that's won a ma the Masters before? Off the top of your head. Go. I don't know that. Okay. <laughs> I, feel like like Woods. I feel like it's probably around that age. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, pressure. McElroy, maybe? no pressure, but uh, we expect you to win. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think he's, I think he's feeling good. You know, he's just trying to stay focused and not let like nerves or anything like that get to him. Come back with that green jacket. That'd be cool. Or don't come back. Or don't come back. <laughs> yep. I learned everything I know about golf from uh, happy Gilmore. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Oh my goodness. Okay. So, um, in other news, unfortunately yesterday there was a fatality on Cayman Brack. Um, our condolences Thanks. go out to family of, um, the gentleman who sadly passed away. Um, yeah, you know, I saw that it was yeah. a car accident. It was just, but it was like middle of the day. Yeah. You yeah. know what happened? Um, we suspect he may have had some sort of a health um, episode because he had recently had a stroke. So they're thinking, oh, no. a stroke or something. yeah. So everybody says he was super he, nice he, guy. Yeah, he was well known, very well known. Yeah. Well, that's really sad. He's been a black resident for like a really long time. Mm -hmm. uh, so, our condolences to his family for sure. Yeah. Um, in other news, the Office of the Auditor General has um, issued a statement honoring Mr. Ezra Miller. Apparently, they had a little bit of a reception for him, um, saying that basically they were thanking him for all of his work. He had done when he was sitting on the accounts, uh, the public accounts committee. So this is quite interesting. I don't recall them ever having done that before, but um, I think most people recognize that he was really a staunch supporter of, you know, statutory authorities and government doing their best to get it right. And so they just wanted to honor him for that, which I thought was kind of cool. All right. Great. So, That's good. I mean, that's what we all Congratulations. Hope. Do your job right and yeah. the way it's meant to be done. <laughs> you get awarded, rewarded. Yeah. So it says that, you know, he became, um, he was reelected for Northside in 2009. And then he became the PAC chairman that year and served um, for a large portion between 2009 and 2021. So they're just acknowledging um, his time there and uh, what he accomplished. Nice. Yeah. So he got a plaque and everything, fun stuff. Cardinal Avenue. The time is yeah. growing really, really close now um, for Cardinal Avenue to no longer be open to vehicular traffic. So you've got it oh, on Monday. So this is kind of oh, wild. Boy. If you want to take one more drive down Cardinal Avenue, <laughs> get it done this weekend. Yeah. Make it happen. And that's it? Starting Monday? It's Monday. no more? Yeah. No more vehicular traffic as of Monday. Wow. I mean, I get like doing that, but you need to have places where people need, want to go and walk around or can park to get there. Like, yeah. there, I mean, there are things to go to, but it's not like you're going to spend a whole afternoon no, running around there. There's no parking at now. this point. I mean, huh? no, there's no parking. They're eliminating uh, those parking spots. No, I know, along where go? Yeah, I know where are you going to, well, I mean, it wasn't that much, but still no, was some. It doesn't matter. There's still, yeah. There's still enough that there needs to be parking yeah. somewhere. So you can go and even, Go shop there's down a, there, there was a place, walk around. There's a place for taxis to pick people up as well. Right. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you really feel it because unfortunately, Central Georgetown has like no parking. Yeah. Um, so I think you feel it yeah. even more. But a lot of people well, are wondering, yeah. you know, the old tower busy. building. You guys remember where that is on the waterfront? The Which one? The tower building, that space where the tower building used to be. Well, is that right next to Diamonds International? 
that what you're talking about? Mm, it's, it's almost across from um, the port, like the far side of the port. Hmm. Um, the far side of the port. Yeah. It's, it an empty, it's an empty parking lot. Yeah, yeah. It's been empty for a really long time. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They should build a parking garage there. Exactly. Everybody's wondering, why didn't you do something with that? That would be yeah. quite logical. Um, yeah. I mean, a parking garage is what you need downtown. Yeah. Yeah. Just something. If you park there, you can walk to anywhere. Mm -hmm. The courthouse, you can walk to any exactly. of the shops, you can walk anywhere. Yep. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I think they need to do something to alleviate the pressure. Well, and, and uh, you know, it's going to be more people parking on the street, finding a place because no one, let's be honest, no one gets parking. There's no parking tickets ever really given out. And then when cruise tourists like are in walking around, it's going to mm -hmm. not let you see around some cars and you don't want to accidentally run over someone not looking the right way. You know what else is no, great anyways. too is when they block off uh, the the Harbor Road, um, They that parking, if they built a parking structure there, it would be before that. So yeah, it would be perfect. That would be great. Yeah. And there's a plenty of space there. Plenty of space. Yeah, I mean, they've cleared it already. Weren't they building something else there? I don't know. There's a what, picture. What, what, used, <laughs> what used to be there? It was called Tower Building. Okay. Tower Building. And they yeah. just knocked it down at some point? Yeah, it was just one Siobhan, of those old buildings, like the original government building as well. Yeah. Siobhan saying uh, behind DQ. So yeah, Probably that making people sick and mm -hmm. whatever, so they knocked it down. I yes, can't believe you guys exactly. remember that. Maybe it's been that long. Gosh. It's right across, I've been some, it's right 2010 across some sandbar. I remember. Actually, I do remember. When when did it get knocked down? Yeah, from sandbar. But I don't recall when, to be honest. We've been here probably... since 2010, so. Hmm. Maybe. I don't, I don't actually recall when. Yeah. I remember they did. So the, uh, <laughs> the Cayman Documentary Festival is going to be happening between March the 16th through the 20th at Cayman Bay Cinema. That's so cool. over those five days, the festival will bring a selection of internationally acclaimed and local film to the big screen. Nice. So cool. you can uh, check it out. Um, mm. They have, um, you know, information available for you if you're interested in attending. And so it's a pretty cool event to check out. So, and I mean, the idea they've said is that they just want people to appreciate what goes into making a documentary and um, especially young people who might be interested in, in the world of documentary or film making and so on. Yeah. So really cool. um, they're can going to have the documentary now to, to, can we make a documentary now to enter it in? Mm-hmm. <laughs> About no parking. <laughs> Probably not, but they're going to have an opening of the female documentary photography exhibition called Pers uh, Perspectives, mm -hmm. Photography Storytelling on March the 10th. So that's going to be a parcel 110. Um, so check it out. $25 for tickets for screening. It's a um, nonprofit effort between Plastic Free Cayman, Cayman Islands Crisis Center, the Alex Panton Foundation, NCVO, and the Cayman Arts Festival. Very good. That's awesome. Yeah, By the way, my, my wife. Please don't forget that this Friday is um, Dress for Culture Day. Yeah. Yep. We have we yep. had him in studio yesterday. We talked to him yesterday. Awesome. Get get your best culture outfit. I'm I'm thinking about uh, putting something on for the morning show. Actually, do uh, it. All right, do it. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, my wife messaged and said she thinks the tower building was taken by Ivan. So I don't know if that rings a bell or not. I can't. I honestly cannot remember. So I hmm. will. I will. You know. Research that. By the way, yeah. when's the story coming out about you know this port story? You want to hear more about that? You still working on? Oh that? yeah, the port story. I'm trying to remember which. Oh, no, we did that already. 
Didn't we you do did? that? Yeah. Our show. But here's did. another story. You want you want a complete exclusive this morning? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, knock it. your socks off kind of exclusive. Oh, let me sit down. Wait, I'm already All sitting. Right. I don't have socks on. <laughs> so the rumor has it, well-placed rumor, that the Wait, Cayman Islands. Drum roll? <laughs> yes. Are we going to get in trouble? So for this, this is an exclusive on Kiss yes, FM, Blake and Aaron. Okay. Here we go. It's an exclusive no, story. Right Introducing okay. Sandy Hill. <laughs> so, well placed rumor has it um, that the Cayman Islands Fire Service, the current chief, remember one is incoming and one is outgoing, mm-hmm. back to the UK, but the current chief has resigned his post before September, because originally he's leaving in September, and I imagine there's a period of handover. He's quit, like, immediately kind of thing, because somebody would not pay for him, somebody being the Cayman's government, would not pay for him to take a trip back home. Wait, what? Why would they pay for a trip back home? Because (laughs) he seems to think he needs a trip back home, he needs a vacation or something, and they should pay for it. So because they won't fit the bill, rumors has it uh, that yesterday he decided to uh, to quit. So when does the new guy come on? Um, I mean, he's already it's already been announced uh, who he is. And so I think maybe this was just a period of, you know, the two of them still working hand in hand and trying to get acclimated to his new role. So I don't I don't know how that transition employers are paying for for holidays. Like, is that part well, of Well, you know what? Um, a lot of people have gotten, yeah, a lot of people have gotten used to getting certain perks, like ticket, free tickets once a year or trips or whatever. And I think Maybe. over the years, not like I've never heard about it for the ministers do. Anything. I mean, they, oh, oh, well, that's like if you work, yeah, no, well, I, that's government, yeah, that's government, and that's why I want to work in government, yeah, yeah. well, <laughs> um. So, no, I mean, uh, I think a lot of people, a lot of civil servants who were from another jurisdiction actually quite got used to that. So maybe he had an expectation. I don't know if they had done it before, um, but yeah, not happening. Hmm. Interesting. DMS? <laughs> there you go. Well, crazy. Yeah, I would never expect that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you guys I would never expect home. that. I mean, I would, yeah. crazy. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, now he's got a lot Things of time. Make you go, mm. Hold on. I've, I've got a, a button here for you, Blake. You ready? Yeah, I'm oh, ready. Oh, my. What a hot mess, folks. What a hot mess. <laughs> did you? Wait, did you? Read, <laughs> did you read, <laughs> buttons on my board. I just pressed the nice. button. It's your own. I love it. I like it. Um, Marshall yeah. is saying, Ivan didn't take down Tower Building. No? It was demolished. Okay. So, I don't yes, know. But, I, so, I kind of don't think what it was year? related to anything except that it was old and decrepit. Just, and we didn't whatever. want it to fall down in, in a hurricane. Yeah, it probably had asbestos in it or something. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> what about the glass building? That's nice. So, um, yeah, that one needs to be knocked down as well. Yeah. Some people feel very connected to the glass building. But, but there's a good place for a parking garage, too. I don't know that it can be repurposed for anything other than probably a parking garage, which means yeah, we well, there you go. Down. Wow. Maybe we can have a glass parking garage. That would be kind Sounds of Sounds like a bad idea or a terrible idea. <laughs> Doesn't sound particularly safe when a hurricane hits. <laughs> yeah. That All right, guys. Someone's car just rolls through it. <laughs> yeah, we, we've got we've got a little drop for you as yeah, well. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yes. Are you ready? Yes. It's either a bad idea or an absolutely terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Can I have that one, please? I've got lots of room on my board to add stuff. I can use that one so many times. Do you know who that Speaking is? Speaking of bad no. ideas. Do you know who that is? Um, no, that, that. no, I don't even know. 
I can't that? remember his name. Yeah, it's it's Stuart. Oh, Stuart Wilson. Yes. Yeah. Stuart Wilson. Oh, when, okay. he that, when he used to do the news. Yeah. Either a bad idea or an absolutely terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> he loved that time. It's like, been, he had it for like 10 years. Yeah. Speaking of bad ideas, everyone has been up in arms about the traffic yesterday morning coming from the Eastern Districts. And I keep getting pressured to, to say and to address this. Why wasn't this road work done in earnest last week when the kids were out of school on midterm break? Instead, on, on they the literally, road? Yeah, coming from Parkland East. Mm -hmm. Until this week, um, when everybody is is back and yep. the traffic was so crazy that people, everybody was messaging me during the morning show, thinking that there had to be an accident, there had to be some explanation for this, and turns out it was road works. So, ooh, it makes no and sense. To the credit of the NRA, they've been extremely busy um, doing quite a number of road works. So they're mm -hmm. they're doing, um, I think Palmdale. They're doing that major intersection there. So they've been extremely busy. Lots of speed bumps and the crosswalks and so keep an eye out i mean right. maybe just finish one project at a time and move on it's like add let's do four projects at the same time and not <laughs> completely just keep moving from one to the next i'll yeah. tell, tell you what's really nice is they've redone that road over by uh logic that logic drive logic off of eastern avenue you oh turn really oh my god it's so I nice i haven't driven oh, down nice. there i'm gonna drive down there just for the fun of it yeah, yeah. That, that place used to be a, a pond when it, when it would rain. Was. Yeah, I remember. It, and, and it was the like one of the worst roads on the island. Mm -hmm. It's all nicely redone and elevated. Mm -hmm. We've had a lovely talk show morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Fantastic. All right, Sandy, we'll catch awesome. you tomorrow. All right, guys. Have a good one. Bye, everyone. Our segment. All right, folks. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Omeria. Omera. Omeria. Yes. Sorry. Said that she's uh, sipping her tea and waiting for the sus. Awesome. We're going to get it here in a second. Olivia and Emma are both here. Top of the morning to you, Emma. Um, behind Dairy Queen. Yes. Kind of next to the Dairy Queen building, which is the old Thompson building. Is that what they used to call that building? That's where the patties and stuff used to be sold, right? Um, was it Mr. Norbert Thompson? Is that what Was that his name? I don't even know. I just know that I do remember going there as a kid because my dad used to, um, my dad was very interesting at times. He would literally, he's one of those people who'd leave the car running and he'd be like, oh, I'll be back. And, you know, back in those days, you didn't really have to worry about anybody taking your car. So he'd just leave it running and be like, yeah, yeah, I'll come back for it later on. And he'd leave the AC in it. Um, and he was also the type of person that, um, would send out on a regular basis he would pick people up like all the time and give them a ride i sometimes used to think he was a taxi driver i was like does he operate a taxi service what is this and so i remember one day he got a new car i can't remember the last this is the last car that he owned but he got a new car and his, I think it was his wife's idea or something. I don't know. But she made him put a sticker on the dashboard that said no smoking <laughs> because he was always um, picking people up. And I guess like, you know, when you get in a taxi, it'll have little rules in the taxi cab. His rule was no smoking. Mind you, he was a smoker, but I think he was kind of like a bit of a closeted smoker. Like he'd smoke one cigarette a day. Or he would smoke only when he was drinking. And so I didn't really 
witnessed him drinking. So, uh, but I could tell that he was smoking. I was like, you smoking again? So he'd sneak one in a day. Uh, thank you, Marshall, confirming that tower building was demolished. Uh, did they take any pictures of the tower building before? The only reason I remember the tower building um, so much is that because I actually, uh, yes, it was taken down in 2005, actually. But um, I actually went to law school in the tower building. That's when the law school was located in the tower building. And let me tell you, the days that that elevator would break, we were up on, I think, the fourth floor. And uh, you better get on your walking boots and get up there. Yep. So, um, yeah, it was taken out in 2005. So there you go. Uh, Easter is approaching, folks. Get your Easter bun. I bought some last week, actually. I'm not a huge fan of bun. A huge fan. I'm not a huge fan of bun and cheese, but occasionally um, I do like a little piece. I don't really like um, sweets with nuts with um, raisins in it. So I like raisins, and I like raisins in like salads and stuff like that. But most sweets, you know how we make the, um, there's one called the macaroni um, pudding. I don't like that when you put raisins in it. Like I pick out the raisins, somebody makes me one with raisins. So I've just found that desserts for me and raisins, I'm like, mm, I'd rather not. So that's part of the reason why I don't like the traditional fruit cake. Like it has too much stuff in it for me. I'm just like, ugh. And then even the Easter bun, I tolerate that it has raisins in it, but I'm not a real huge fan of it. But you know what? I had peace last week. Hold a little piece of cheese because I bought one on, um, I think it was like Thursday or something. And I said to, to Marlon, I'm like, hey, I got some Easter bun because I kind of feel like there's probably not going to be a huge shipment of Easter bun out this year. So grab it while you can. So I was in Foster's Countryside. It looks like they just put out a batch. And so I... Uh, got some and I think maybe the following evening like Friday I was like hey you want some bun and cheese and he's like sure yeah so we had a little bit of bun and cheese yep Louie good morning to you lucky body says why doesn't the NRA conduct roadworks during the night um I think they do to be fair to them because um I'm not really out that late at night but the night before last, I was out until, well, it was dark. So it was probably after eight o'clock. And I did see all the trucks lined up where they eventually was doing all that road work yesterday. They had a lot of trucks. So I feel like they're, they're really making some headway now. Um, I tell you what, I think we're going to try to go out there maybe today or tomorrow to kind of get an update on where they are with the project and what's the estimated completion time. Uh, we've been doing a lot with the NRA, as you guys see. We've been posting all their notices so that you know when um, things are happening so that you can kind of avoid certain areas and so on. So I think that they do some work at night, but I'm not sure if you can do everything at night. Uh, I guess with sufficient lighting, maybe, but there's nothing quite like natural lighting to make you make sure you see what you're doing, right, when it comes to certain type of work. But yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, 
last week would have been an ideal time to probably escalate the project a little bit. And I mean, people were pissed off yesterday. Honestly, I had people blowing up my phone. I had a meeting to go to and I'm late to my meeting. The kids were late for school. Why are they doing this now? Ooh, the heat was on yesterday on the NRA, let me tell you. So um, hopefully today it's not too bad. But God knows we all want them to get it done. It's like when they were doing the project Smith Road, when they're repaving Smith Road, it was the same thing. Like you felt like they didn't start the project until school uh, restarted. And then it was like, why? <laughs> good morning, Jackie. Good morning, Richard. This is good morning for Miss Celia and I. So good to see you. Uh, Marshall, good morning. Says that's the Wholesome Bakery building. Yes, Wholesome Bakery. Ooh, yes. Got a good memory there. Um, Samia used to be in the register of companies. Yeah, that was in that building as well. What else was in that building? Law school, register of companies. Um, so when it was taken down back in 2005, at the time, cabinet minister Arden McLean uh, made an announcement and he said um, that there could be a park behind the library or where the tower building sits. And so they're thinking of green space, but um, someone else said that the police headquarters used to be in the tower building as well. Um, we would appreciate some parking. Can somebody listen to us? Lands and surveying used to be there, planning, children and family services, general registry and the legal department. Oh yes. Legal was in there because at the time um, I did a little bit of like an internship with the DPP's office when I was in my, I guess that was third year of law school. And uh, that's right. They were in the same building. They moved around a bit over the years, but um, yeah, that was super, super interesting. That's when um, Sam Bolgen was still head of, of legal as well. He hadn't yet been attorney general. Mm. So um, at the time, the leader of government business, which was Kurt Tibbetts, said that all of those entities had to lease other accommodations since Ivan, which was costing them nearly $5 million a year. So that's why I think they were trying to get like the new government building and stuff built as well. Um, yeah. Lots of money on, on office space. And even now, I don't know if the, the new government building is fully occupied. I feel like it probably is. But I believe that um, there's still a lot of like statutory authorities and maybe even some government departments that are elsewhere. And so they're still paying rent. I don't know how much they're paying, but maybe that's an FOI question that we can find out. Um, the other interesting thing is I feel like, um, let me see something here. I feel like, um, like, okay, where is, um, I'm just trying to think of who else is paying rent. Like Offreg isn't in government, but they're um, an agency. Um, uh, 
Yeah, interesting. So someone says, hmm, how do you feel? Um, do you feel the same way about rum and raisin ice cream? Yes, I actually hate rum and raisin ice cream. <laughs> Probably for that same reason. I've never thought much about why I don't like rum and raisin, but yeah. I don't know. There's something about things being in certain things that just don't, <laughs> things being in certain things, very descriptive, that just do not um, sit well with me. Um, so I don't like rum and raisin. I don't tend to like strawberry ice cream either. Um, but I do like grape nut and grape nut has a little grape nuts in it. But um, I don't feel like that's overwhelming or it's too much. Um, so we're going to have Mark come on. And Mark is y'all who Mark is. Mark is coming to talk to us about this new emergency app. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All righty. Um, I think around eight o'clock we'll expect him. So yeah, not a fan of rum and raisins, not a fan of strawberry ice cream either. Um, I like nuts and stuff, but I just don't like raisins. Ugh. Yeah, so we're gonna be talking about the new um, emergency notification app. So this is something that's really important for uh, the people that came around to know all about. So. Let's make sure that we get on board with that. And just FYI, um, the event last night was super cool with Aaron and his family. So Aaron Jarvis um, was again, sort of recognized for his efforts. Go go and check out the pictures. We put some pictures up on uh, Facebook and Instagram and we did do a live stream of uh, him answering some questions and stuff as well. And um, yeah. So that was really cool. Um, he was, uh, he was, um, <clears throat> I think just excited a little bit, you know, obviously this is a really big deal. So make sure if you see Aaron, you, you know, wish him well and give him a pat on the back. It's a huge accomplishment to even be in a position where you're able to do this much less um, anything else. I mean, I think this is fantastic for the country. And it puts, it gives us bragging rights. And it gives us an opportunity to be put on the map a little bit. I mean, an island this size, actually having someone at the masters is pretty cool. It's almost like the equivalent of winning a medal at an Olympics. Like, you never really expect K-Man to ever win a medal. I feel like we're fortunate to even just place and have people participate. But if you see us like on the big screen, like we're one of the top people and our little name, it's like, oh my gosh, the Game of the Islands. Super exciting. So um, yeah, that's, uh, that's awesome. Um, customs used to be there as well. Hmm, okay. Uh, Virtuous says that uh, the Thompson building had the best coconut cookies, banana milk donuts. Banana milk donuts. Oh, how I miss the good old days. 
banana milk donuts. Like my brain has to wrap around what that even is. <laughs> I'm not even sure what that is. Robert says the planning department, yes, was there. Um, Celine, good morning. Water Authority was also there, says Tracy, and planning. Morning, Dawn, joining us from Los Angeles. How are you? Oh, it's cold in LA. Wow. Uh, Virtuous remembers my dad, says that's Cayman's Mr. Urich. Rest in peace back then. Um, but I want it back. Bring, bring back the love, not the love of money. I think that those days were different in a lot of respects. And, you know, people always feel very nostalgic about the past. I kind of feel like no matter what was going on, people feel very nostalgic about it. But the money was flowing back then, too. And a lot of it wasn't the right kind of money. So, And people were hustling in a different kind of way. But I think somehow, in some respects, the money was a lot easier to get to come by. That's how I feel. But of course, you know, I would have very limited recollection of those days because I would have been really young. So, um, you know what other childhood memories? We can talk about childhood memories for a second here. You know what other interesting childhood memories I have? And this was my favorite thing to eat as a kid, I think, or at least one of my favorites. Um, my dad used to go to the Islander Hotel. And I, I, I vividly remember what the outside of that hotel, like where the pool was. I kind of remember what that looks like. And this was like a really long time ago. So I was probably like, probably like six, seven. Like these are, I would say for me, these are probably some of my earliest like memories I can still like really, really remember. So he would go there and sit down at the bar and have a drink. And they used to make this um, grilled cheese sandwich. Now, I don't know what it was about that grilled cheese sandwich, but I absolutely loved it. Like it was like the best treat ever for me. So they used to make grilled cheese sandwich. And I think that was his excuse to go and have a drink. Oh, I'll take you for a grilled cheese sandwich. But it was really probably about him having a drink. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he would go and sit down and have a drink up at the bar. And, you know, people would always be there, like other men talking and whatever. And I would just sit there and eat my grilled cheese sandwich. Happy like a little pig in mud. Um, KK says that grape nut is the best. It is one of my favorite ice creams. But right now, my favorite, favorite ice cream is actually, um, um, what's, what's, the, what's the American brand called? John and Barry's? No. Who is, who is it? Barry and, Barry and Sam? Jim and Barry? Who is it? Oh, God, as much as I eat this ice cream, I should know. Um, help me out here. You guys know who I'm talking about. Uh, ben and Jerry. There we go. All right. So Ben and Jerry makes an ice cream f flavored. It's like a, it's called coffee something. And all I know is that Foster's has it. And it is to die for. It's called, and I find like a lot of their ice creams are too much for me. Like I'm just like, oh God, thick mint, chocolate, peanut butter split. It's like, it's just too much. But this particular one is called, oh, some kind of coffee thing. And then it has like chunks of something in it, but it is OMG to die for. And I don't even like coffee. I've told you guys this before, right? I don't drink coffee. I don't 
like the smell of coffee normally. Um, like even sometimes if my husband makes coffee in the house, I'm just like, ugh, open up the window. I need fresh, fresh air or whatever, because I really do not like coffee. But some coffee drinks I do like. And this particular coffee ice cream is uh, really, really good. It's called Coffee Toffee Bar Crunch. That's what it is. And oh my God, can I tell y'all, it is just amazing. Yes, Ben and Jerry is somebody else on WhatsApp is like, mm. anybody eats ice cream for breakfast? Have you ever had, what's the most unusual thing you've had for breakfast? Like, I feel like we're all pigeonholed into, oh, you have to have certain things for breakfast, eggs and bacon and da 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 Sometimes you just want to have pizza for breakfast. Let's be honest. Sometimes you want to have noodles or whatever. Um, does Gigi like raisins? I don't think so. Because sometimes I just buy the plain raisins because I don't necessarily mind eating plain raisins. And I love raisins in a salad. Like anytime I go to the salad bar, one of the toppings that I love to add actually are raisins. But I don't think she really likes raisins. Check this out. There it is. The coffee toffee bar crunch if you've never had this do me a favor go treat yourself but um leave some for me <laughs> so virtue said my papa ate only cherry vanilla ice cream uh, at the thompson bakery it was the best did they hand make or home make all their ice creams and stuff that were there i feel like they kind of probably did so 26 degrees in detroit that is pretty cold uh, plain Haagen-Dazs vanilla is the best, says Jonathan. Um, you know, Italian ice cream is good, so I love gelato. And there's a couple flavors at the gelato store in Kimana Bay that are really good as well. One is like a chocolate. Um, oh, gosh, I can't remember the exact name of it now. But they're mint. Like I feel like gelato is, is really good. Like most of the flavors are pretty good. Sanya says, look at the time and we're on Spots Road at a standstill. Yeah, sorry. Probably going to be another one of those days, Chell. I'm so glad that I don't have to go anywhere in the mornings because coming from the Eastern Districts is like a little special hell. <laughs> and only those of us who have to traverse that in the morning would appreciate it. I used to have to do it. Um, and then once I started working for myself, I was a little bit more flexible with my time and I didn't have to be somewhere at eight or eight 30, um, employers, y'all need to start thinking about a little bit of flex time if you can as well and make wh what happened to people working from home. I feel like a lot of people are still working from home, but maybe they still need to do kids like dropping off kids and that sort of thing. So Marlon does a drop off cause he's got to go to work. He has to physically be there. He has a type of job that you can't really do remotely. Um, so he often tells me that I don't appreciate how bad the traffic is. And I'm sure. Ugh. And then what I used to do in morning traffic, I would either listen to talk radio. This is when we had talk radio back in the day. Or I would, um, I've got a little thing at the front of the car where I can stick the phone and watch a couple of YouTube videos as I drove. Probably not the safest thing, but it's not like you're driving very fast. So uh, we have another one that says for anybody to qualify is a huge deal. This is about um, the masters. However, he did it coming from an island without a proper practice facility and only one 18 hole golf course. It takes 
Uh, that takes it up a notch. Go get him, Aaron. And he only gets to play in the British Open, which could be, he also gets to play in the British Open, sorry, which could be his path to a PGA Tour card. Then he's the first K-Man in to be a pro golfer. Awesome. You guys keep hearing that phone ring and I keep declining it. That's one of those crazy stalker scammers and they just keep calling. So yesterday, speaking of food, um, someone says the best breakfast is a green banana porridge with condensed milk. Mmm. Hmm. Green banana porridge. I think that I've had it, but I don't know. But I do like porridges. Um, I like a good, my favorite porridge is a cornmeal porridge. My aunt. Adonia makes the best cornmeal porridge. Oh my God. With fritters. Mm -mm. I haven't had it in a while. I like cornmeal. I like cream of wheat. I don't really like oatmeal, but I'll tolerate it. And uh, what are the porridges of came onions? Like the, the green banana one, I think is kind of a Caribbean one, but or plantain porridge or something. But I don't feel like I've really had that one a whole lot. So, um, buenos dias, Senora Alba, como estas? KK says, people wake up early. People are back to work straight out of isolation. This isn't no fault. This isn't no one's fault, but yours. Hmm? Why are people up early? Um, you're saying that people just need to wake up. Listen, some people are waking up and leaving like 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning. That's crazy. That's what I had to do in the States with, you know, driving an hour to get to school in the boondocks. But that was because of the distance. Um, not even so much traffic, but, you know, that's early to have to get up on an island. Like, seriously, island life should be stress-free. No traffic. But boy, do we have it. Um, yes, we've got a lot of it. So KK says, have you ever tasted the BK iced coffees that you'll fall in love? I try not to have certain things because there is one at, um, Cafe del Sol, the caramel macchiato or whatever it is, um, caramel frappe that I really like as well. And at one point I was going through, I was, I was having like one a day, like it was really an addiction. And you know, that's about, I would wager to guess probably a good 400 calories. That's like a, a meal in terms of your caloric intake and all that sugar as well. Can't be good for you. So I try to stay away from it and make it more of like an occasional treat. And I find that if you get into the habit of like having it every day, then whew, it is easy to, um, it's easy to, yeah. And Sarah agrees. She says the BK iced coffees, coffee is so good. Oh my God. Now you guys got me thinking about going to Burger King. I don't go to, I don't do fast food too often, but you guys know uh, we love Burger King. We love Popeye's. So yesterday I actually went to Popeye's. Um, I was picking up Gigi and I thought to myself, oh, I'll um, grab her because I was grabbing her a little bit early because I had to do this function. And, you know, when you're a working mom, you got to you got to pre-plan your day. So I thought, right, dad would take her home, 
But he's all the way, again, talking about traffic, he's all the way by the airport. And for him to get all the way where her school is, you know, I was like, all right, I, I had a little bit of time between appointments. So I just went and got her early and then took her with me to the event venue, which is right by the airport is at, at uh, Georgetown Yacht Club. And then he could come and pick her up. And that was like the easy plan. So I know lately when she gets in the car, like I pick her up for swimming lessons or whatever, she's like, oh, I'm starving. You'd swear she didn't eat all day. And, you know, so I'm like, all right, let me take her or something. So I got her one of the Popeye uh, chicken sandwiches. Can I tell you, they are like to die for. They're actually really, really good. So I asked the lady to cut it in half because I figured I could have a little piece and she could have peace and we could share. And then I got her some fries. Um, she's really, we're cutting out the sweets. So she couldn't have any drink or anything. She was to drink water. So when she gets in the car, I'm like, oh, I have something for you. She's like, ooh, Popeye's. She knows the bag already. So I was like, yes. So I gave her a couple of fries. I don't tend to give her all the fries. And then she's not supposed to have ketchup, but you know, she's like, can I have this with my fries? And I tell her that I have eyes in the back of my head, which she kind of believes me. Right. And she, and I said, can you, I was driving. I was like trying to concentrate on the road. And I'm like, can you have what? She said, use your eyes in the back of your head. <laughs> so I was like, oh yes, I did tell her that I have eyes in the back of my head. So this is a time to use it. Right. So anyway, I kind of glanced in the, in the mirror real quick to see what she was in. I said, ketchup. Nope. No ketchup. You can't have ketchup. Oh, I said, no ketchup. Cause you know, ketchup is just full of sugar. It's horrible for you. Um, and it's one of those things I feel like if you if you let kids get into ketchup too early in life, like I can, I'm the type of person I can go without ketchup and it's not going to like kill me. I don't even normally have ketchup in my house. Like I don't buy ketchup, but there's some recipes sometimes you need it for, you know, but I can see her like she'll put one French fry. She'll dip it like she's eating more ketchup. She's not having fries and ketchup. She's having ketchup and fries. So I said, no, 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 don't open the ketchup. Just eat the French fry because those French fries are seasoned well. They don't need ketchup with those. So um, when I was giving her the chicken sandwich, because I'd asked the lady to cut it in half and I was going to have half and she was going to have half. She's like, I want the whole sandwich. I'm like, little greedy thing. I said, um, whatever happened to, because, you know, kids try to work their brains on you even at five and six years old. And whatever she wants something that I have, Anytime I'm eating something, here she comes. And then she like, look at me because I've taught her, don't just, even if it's me, you don't just come and take something off my plate. You have to ask. So if I'm drinking something and you want it, you don't just pick up the cup. Please have some manners and ask. So then she'll look at me and she'll kind of smile and she'll say, sharing is caring because this is what they teach them at school. Sharing is caring. So you share toys and whatever. And I'm like, yeah, but this is food. I don't have to share my food. So yesterday I did a little bit of reverse psychology on her when she was like, I want the whole chicken sandwich. And I said, but Gianna, what happened to sharing is caring. Whenever I have food and you want it, it's always sharing is caring, right? I'm just saying. Um, KK agrees that the caramel frap, no whipped cream, heaven. It's my favorite. It is really good. So morning all, we're just killing a little bit of time because I'm waiting on, um, what's his name? <laughs> we are waiting on, let me tell you what his name is. Hold on. We are waiting on, his name is Mark. 
Codling from the Hazard Mitigation. He's a Hazard Mitigation Officer. He's going to be joining us a little bit to talk about this new um, emergency notification app that was just launched two days ago. So, um, yeah, I don't normally like, I prefer like a frapped and iced coffee though. Cause I think for me, an iced coffee is a little bit too close to like coffee, coffee, whereas the frap is more like, you know, um, it's the texture is more like a smoothie ish texture. It's just different. So although it has a coffee flavor, I can still tolerate it. I don't know about the iced coffees. Cause I think I've had an iced coffee before and I didn't like it but it was like from Starbucks or something. I'm like, ugh, why do people like iced coffees? So I might not like an iced coffee, but an ice, like a coffee flavored frap, because there's not really that much coffee in it. It's like, mm, the caramel frap is amazing. Uh, Flashpoint says most businesses that can do flex time simply don't want to. Didn't the, governor, the deputy governor say that CIG was moving to more flex working arrangements? Did that happen? It's a good question, and I kind of feel like it didn't. I think one of the reasons it probably hasn't happened is that the general public has an expectation of government being like nine to five. So they want to show up nine to five um, and get those particular services or nine to four because certain places close nine to four. So... So yes, um, good morning to, <laughs> uh, good morning to everyone. Um, so yes, uh, Alice, good morning. Good morning, Sue. I'm having a little chocolate here. I'm going to tell you guys why in a second. Sue says, going to work from the East was a breeze years ago in the 80s and 90s, like Sunday morning. Easy like Sunday morning. Um, every day, beautiful views of the sea on the drive. Ah, a lot has changed. I mean, you know, it's one of those things with prosperity and all the other stuff that we want comes some of the downside morning, Nancy, including traffic. But yeah, I feel like there's things that can be done, but you know, most of you don't want to share. You don't want to get on a bus. You don't want to share cars. You don't want to carpool. I must admit, though, that carpooling is not as easy for some people. Now, if you do work, and, and some people, this, this is the case, like they work, mother and daughters work in the government building. One might work in planning and one works in the, the company registrar or whatever. Like stuff like that, you can carpool. And then just arrange your schedules, like midday, you know, if you've got to go somewhere. Um, I thought those buses in town during the day to kind of get you around was was a good idea. And I do think people are utilizing them as well. Now government hasn't had a ride day. What was it called? Ride free day, whatever. We had that a number of years ago before COVID. And obviously I guess because of COVID they haven't really done that since, but that would be good to have even once a quarter, because I think it forces you 
to consider at least the logistics of being able to um, to get your, you know, to carpool and to help each other out a little bit. All right, I need you all help at something. We got a mystery in our hands. Remember the guy who was selling the uh, the wallets? Um, so someone says any porridge with condensed milk is good. So I'm I'm I understand condensed milk. <laughs> Trust me, I understand why it's good, but it's one of those things that I've never really been that into. And in some ways, I'm really not a traditional Caribbean person. My husband, anytime he has coffee, if he can add condensed milk to it, he's like all into that. And I'm just like, hmm. I again, I normally don't even buy condensed milk. Occasionally I buy it because there is a dessert that I make. It is um, this tres leche banana bread pudding that's like off the chain. And so it has condensed milk in it. And so I'll keep like some condensed milk around for that purpose. Because um, that recipe requires condensed milk. Other than that, I don't really <laughs> use condensed milk. I don't normally buy it. But yeah, I know people like it in porridges and stuff. I just like regular creamer. But the carnation milk creamer, not regular milk. But I put creamer like in corn, um, the cornmeal porridge or the cream of wheat porridge. I just put regular creamer. I don't put condensed milk, but I do know condensed milk is a thing. And I have friends who tell me that I've missed out my entire life because I've never had bread, like hard dough bread and condensed milk. And to me, it's kind of like hard dough bread. And they're like, yeah, you just, and yeah, it's like, it's like a heart attack just waiting to happen. But I do know that people love Hard dough bread and condensed milk. It's a thing. Someone just messaged and said, OMG, you need to get me that recipe. Oh my God. It is, I only make it like at Christmas times and stuff because it is legit uh, really good. Oh my God. It is so good. Tres leche. Hold on. Let me make sure I get the right name. Tres leche. Even my just regular tres leche is good, but this one is a tres leche. Um, oh, I keep it in my stock of like recipes that I use all the time because it's one of my favorite desserts to do for like Christmas and stuff. Trace leche, banana. Is it banana? No, it's a trace leche bread pudding. And it's easy to go from like trace leche to cinco leche. <laughs> you know, you just keep adding all different types of milk because <clears throat> what I do with that recipe is I actually put in, it's a trace leche bread pudding. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show it to you guys. I actually put in like a little bit of coconut milk as well and just mix up the milk flavors. And yeah, it really is like everybody who has it's like, oh my God, it's amazing. It still doesn't beat this, this other recipe I have, which again, we haven't really given it a proper name. But whenever I make that, people are just like, I don't know what this is, but I can't stop eating it. Yeah, bread and condensed milk. It is. People eat it though. People love it. <sighs> so KK says regular coffee with condensed milk. Amen. That's only how I'll drink it that way. So uh, keep that question. Let me flag your question for um, 
the hazard management team. He'll be here shortly. Uh, Sue says, yuck. Oh my God, they must have had it from their baby days to like that one. Well, you know, Sue, most of the things that we are in love with, it's all about what you grew up doing and tasting. And I feel like that's why certain dishes, like I'm like, eh. Um, so yes, if you grew up with condensed milk and bread, that's a thing and you really probably do enjoy it. Um, you know what else people like? A patty and a cold Pepsi. And for breakfast. And I can kind of get why that's a thing as well. Jonathan says, I'm going to insist to the government that they allow us to open up that go-go bar soon. You know, Jonathan, I want to talk to you about this because the concept of a go-go bar isn't that far-fetched, um, even here in the Cayman Islands, because didn't Roper have a couple go-go stylish bars where you could go in there and see women dancing and put some money in their bikinis or whatever they were in their G-strings? So I feel like that's been done. But the weird thing is, bars like that came out don't seem to last very long. Why is that? Is it because you guys really want a private dancer and not be sitting in a bar with everybody else looking at the girl that you're also looking at? Um, Carol says, don't they already exist behind closed bars? Not just closed bars, but didn't he have one in that plaza there, West Shore Plaza? In the corner? Now it's Now it's Cuba Libre or something, but wasn't that, um, what was it called? That was kind of like a go-go bar. And I just feel like it just never really took off. Havana, yes. What was it called? Havana what? Just Havana? I don't know. But he had girls in there dancing. Now, a lot of the girls were complaining that they weren't really been treating well um, Havana Club by management because um, Roper's son was running it. And I think he didn't have the best... Um, business acumen in the world. Mariposo. Yes. Thank you, Jerry. You know what's going on. So what happened to Mariposo? Why did it fail? If you guys are so much into go-go dancers and go-go bars and whatever. Um, KK says dump road bar is another one. Yeah. I mean, listen, you can pretty much find anything you want in the Cayman Islands. So if y'all want go-go chicks, you know, which, which uh, bars to go to. But they never, I don't know. What is it about that type of thing? Hello, hazmat people. I see you. I'll give you a few minutes to get, I can't hear you, but I'll give you a few minutes to get yourself sorted out. Make sure your camera angle's good. Pull the camera down just a little bit so we can see more of you. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. All right, so we'll switch up the conversation. We shall go from talking about go-go bars and go-go girls to something a bit more serious that you should really be interested in. Um, Miss Sue says, I used to love me a patty. I was hooked on them. It's easy to get hooked on the things are not really all that healthy for you. And patties are definitely one of them. Um, so Jonathan's idea is he's going to have a better one. Oh gosh. And he says that he's got to be able to pay for gas now. So he's thinking he needs some alternative business ideas. Mm-mm-mm. Um, Louis says the reason why they didn't make it is because they didn't sell, um, condensed milk and bread. <laughs> oh God, Louis, that is funny. You were hilarious. So listen, 
Um, two days ago, uh, we understood that um, Hazard Management launched this emergency notification app. And uh, I feel like we've been talking about this for a minute now. So we want to get all the details of exactly what the National Emergency Notification System is all about. They've got a website, they've got an app, there's a YouTube channel and everything. So we have some members of the um, Hazard Management Cayman Islands team who are going to be joining us this morning to give us all of the details about this. So Louis, set the jokes aside for a second and let's go ahead and welcome our guests to the program. So good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? We're good. How are you guys? Good, good. thank you. Good, good to be with you. Thank Wonderful. you for having us on the show. It's great. Sorry? Thank you for inviting us on the show. Oh, absolutely. Appreciate it. Yes, thank you guys so much. So who do we have uh, joining us this morning? So Mark Codling is doing some the brains behind the National Emergency Notification System, both phase one and two. He's our mitigation specialist. And my right. name is Danny Coleman, Director of Hazard Management. Yes, oh, and I'm beautiful. Um, hazard mitigation specialist. So you're you're the IT man then? Well, Pretty much. much more than that. He's, he's the flood sensor, the notification, the ArcGIS guy. Oh, wonderful. All right. So um, we know that this, I feel like this has been in the works for quite some time now. We've been talking about the need for emergency alerts, like some sort of an emergency alert system. Um, there've been a couple of really high profile things that have happened where we go, oh yeah, it'd be great to have such a thing in place. Why did you guys decide to go this traditional route with the technology as opposed to, because I remember when I sent this out a couple of days ago, someone said, oh, why don't we have like Hawaii where we have the, the blaring horns or whatever. So give us the logic behind why an app was the appropriate way to go. I think I'll start just a bit of context for you, Sandra. Um, I mean, obviously, as you say, there's been several incidents such as um, earthquake scares, mm -hmm. tsunami scares and so forth. And that's been um, over the last few years. We obviously had yes. a big one in 2020, but there were several before that. And um, we've worked very, very closely over the years with our stakeholders at Offreg, as well as DPSC and, and various others to make sure that we're coming up with the most appropriate system. Mm -hmm. The bang for the buck is what we really need to do um, from this. So, yes, we looked at sirens. Sirens are fantastic in certain locations. Mm -hmm. But again, as we saw in BBI after Hurricane Irma and Maria, the first thing to go is from a hurricane is sirens. Mm. So, and, and they're also very expensive to maintain as well. So whilst they are quite good for very small geographical areas, for example, perhaps a port, perhaps a uh, industrial uh, risk, uh, high risk area, they're not suitable for the island wide um, because they're just far too expensive. And, and again, hurricanes being our biggest threat, um, they're most likely to get destroyed by hurricanes. So we did a, a quite a big, uh, well, I know Offreg did a paper, a white paper many years ago, and mm -hmm. we looked at a lot of these options ourselves, did a lot of research and came up with various ones that we wanted to do in various phases. Now, phase one, obviously, was the radio interrupt that we uh, we launched about two a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah. And that breaches all radio programs when there's an emergency, uh, obviously, from the hazard management office or DPSE office after hours. So that was the first phase. Phase mm -hmm. two is the app, which is what we launched this week. And again, it's SMS app and uh email and and there's phases to come as well phase three and so forth but uh this is the one we're, we're very excited about today because everyone in cayman can download the app very very easily and uh you know and get the alert wake them up in the middle of the night and uh you know you it can really help save your life right um so let's just have a look at the website here because i think this is fantastic 
that the uh, website has been launched. So if, if people have not yet seen it, we're going to go ahead and have a quick look at that. All right, folks. So there it is. Uh, let me see if we awesome. can, oops, I'm going to see if we can pull you out. Let's see what the best view is for the screen share. There we go. That's probably the best view. Yes. Okay. So the first thing you need to do, um, four easy steps is to opt in. Um, so opt in, what is that requiring us to do exactly? Okay. So if I could just take this um, yep. one itself. So the opt in is what we refer to as a registration process. Right. So what we have found just to highlight one of the common issues we found is that persons would normally go straight to the app and download the app. However, mm -hmm. how the system works, it's it's based on the BlackBerry ad hoc. So BlackBerry ad hoc is our vendor. So mm -hmm. we ask users to opt in via registering. So if you click on opt in, it will ask you a okay. series of questions. So if you don't mind. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. We're going to do it in real time. Yes. Awesome. So follow the four simple steps to access the national steps. emergency notification. Okay. Yes. And, and um, the first the one, first, go ahead. You can the first question you're seeing there is, do you live in the Cayman Islands? So we're catering both for locals as well as visitors, and that's very okay. important. So visitors are considered persons who are staying, if I'm looking carefully, um, within 60 days of visit. After that, the person who is a visitor will, will be removed from the system, just to allow in terms of flexibility. You know, persons may not necessarily need to receive alerts once they're off island. Mm -hmm. So as a result, we made it um, to ensure to cater for both residents and visitors, which is very important. So visitors coming to the island will also feel safe and be able to download the app and also have the benefit of receiving emergency alerts, which is very important for our tourism um, sector. Hmm. Question okay. two, if I should look carefully here, which of the mm -hmm. islands would you like to receive emergency notification about? And it's very important because I think yesterday we had a situation, I think um, in Little Cayman, where there was a landfill fire. One of that situation was worse, where it was of, of a larger scale. We were able to isolate um, and notify um, the different islands separately. However, mm -hmm. if you so desire, you can select all three, which you would recommend persons to do. If you were to know what's happening all, on all three islands in case of a large-scale emergency event. And we love seeing, especially if there's a impending storm. Yes, the storm is passing um, north of um, Grand Cayman, but it might impact, impact the sister islands. But Grand Cayman might be safe, in it, just for example. So it depends on the nature. Uh, we created this scenario where we allow persons to select which of the islands. But in most cases, how would I say 99.9% .9 of the cases, we will push mm -hmm. a notification to all three islands. So hmm. question three. Mm -hmm. How would you like to be notified in the event of a national um, emergency? So the system itself, it's it's very expandable. So if you should do some background research on BlackBerry ad hoc, they offer mm -hmm. connection to siren systems, to your phone, if you have a billing, it's able to leverage several what we call communication channels, right? Mm -hmm. So the ones we are focusing on, our primary channels would be the app, email, and SMS. So persons are able to register. And if you look carefully, um, it notifies you, indicate that, of course, SMS would have been around for years now. However, we know that in terms of the delivery and the congestion within our telecom networks, that could cause some form of delay. So hence, we give persons the three options which we would really recommend is for the app. The app itself has a verification process and it will ask you for your email address. So if you should click all three islands, which I know you would, uh, of course, want to 
receive money. Yes, I want yeah. to know everything that's going on. You, know, you want to know what's happening. It's going to us all anyway, probably. So <laughs> I want all emergency notifications. Yes. Awesome. Okay, have, and then I'll do the app. app yes. Yeah, the app for now. And it will kind of I mean, ask you to. Again, I think going back to that, I mean, the app obviously is what we recommend, but email and SMS, having all those channels make your life a lot easier because, mm -hmm. yes, you'll get an alert on the app. But it's mm -hmm. also, if you're sitting at your desk, you're going to have an email coming through or an SMS on the phone. So we, we would really actually recommend all three because, uh, again, yes. it's three different methods of getting the information to you. Right. A, and a just in case, like, email isn't working, then exactly. you can get your text exactly. message. Yeah. All right. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. All right. Let's do that then. And sure. then we'll fill out my information. So I'm yes. going to just um, mm -hmm. have this autofill for me. Yes. Um, now, what I'll do for you, Sandra? Since we're doing yes. it live, we'll actually send you alert specific. Um, do after you, you agree to this data being collected? I can click on sign up. Yes, yeah. correct. All right. Very good. Registration <laughs> failed. Uh oh. What's that? Registration failed. Unknown which, error. Which, which browser are you using? Uh, this one is Chrome. Mm -hmm. you try another browser if possible yes is, is there any security because what we found with that error is it depends on um there shouldn't be but i do have firefox open in this other window so let yes. me just try yes. and see uh, yes. and i think firefox. that's one of the things i mean again one of the things we've hit we're here for is to make sure yes we can if, even though there are technical issues uh we're here to help and we do have a, a means at gov.ky uh email address that we're responding to daily we have a call sort of small call center set up to respond to those technical oh problems. you know what i know what the error is um because i used my autofill it put in the area code again okay, okay. i bet you that's what it is yeah so and it's all those little things we do have an faq on our, on the website as well for other technical difficulties we've experienced we've done quite a lot of better testing beta testing whatever you call it yes um over the last uh year to make sure that we are trying to iron out in advance any kind of issues that we have and, mm -hmm. and we have seen some common issues so they are all on the website all right so now now we're registered yeah and just a bit note we actually and i could highlight that as well we have a, a help desk i wouldn't say it's 24 7 but as soon as persons um indicate to us they have any issues we have a mm -hmm. team that is here to respond yeah a dedicated team so that's very important uh, we try to help persons and we are happy to help persons if yeah. there's any challenges i'm certainly not the most it savvy person so they've had to help me sometimes as well with this yes with this so i'm very happy and I'm, and and think about it it's, it's it system so and, and mm -hmm. i'm very happy that we see errors coming up and you're like oh what's happening here because oh this was happening or this browser or whatever the situation is so again mm -hmm. we're learning from the experiences i look at the positive um component so i'm very happy that worked out so thank you very much sandra Yes. Awesome. All right. So now, now um, I have to download the app. Yes, so if download. I click here, is it going to give me a... Um... Okay. So when you mentioned download the apps, what we're referring to is referring persons to go to the, the either the Play Store, if, if they're an Android user, yes. or you go to the Apple Store, if you're an ISO user. Okay. So on your phone... Yes. I'm going to go to App Store... By the way, folks, um, I do have, it's not ready to launch yet, but when we do segments like this, we do have the ability to actually share our phone screen now. So that's coming soon. Oh, 
Awesome. I know we're, we're updating all sorts of stuff here on CMR technology is the way to go. I tell you. Oh, definitely. All right. So I am going to go to, um, the app store. Yes. And can I have it on more than one phone? Like if I have multiple phones, I think the system itself, we have done some testing. I think it allows up to two two users for, for one email address. However, I would okay. recommend that if you're going to create a, a, an account for your family member, sister, brother, mm -hmm. aunt, and niece, we try to encourage persons to have a unique uh, email address for each person. Yes. Okay. Because in, in cases where we need to um, provide alerts, the system I'm is... give everybody the link here as well. All right, <laughs> folks. So there's the link um, so that you can get registered. There you go. Um, okay, so what am I looking for in the Apple Store? What's it called? So it's called Blackberry Space Blackberry. at all. Uh-huh. There it is. Nice. Awesome. All right. So um, it comes up first. So there's nothing else that's kind of competing in terms of name. So I'll no. just click on installing that yes. and double-click to install. Face ID. There we go. Awesome. And that's installing. Correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's almost done. That's done. So open that up. Correct. And um, now it says it wants to use my location, which is important. Yeah, it's important. Yes. But just to leave a, 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 I wish I gave a third, just a quick one. We're not tracking any individual, so you can deny. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't need it. We don't need it's it. up to you whether you want to put it on or not. But yes, yes, we're not doing we're not that. recording any of that. They, oh, so it doesn't need the location to send no. the notifications. Because no. you've already said the three the three islands. Ah, okay. So no matter where you are, you can still get the alert, but mm. it's um yes. Yeah. And again with data protection, we try to avoid all of that as well, just to be on yeah. the safe side. Adhering to the regular. So now this is gonna be an important question. I don't know if you guys can see this or not, but yes, yes, this yes. question about um you know, allowing notifications. This is the kind of yeah. thing that you probably want to say yes to. Yes, yes. So yeah. it's very unique to Apple. And you and given you're an Apple user, it's very secure. Yes. Uh, so we did our, our testing. Apple is very strict in terms of asking you, are you sure? Mm -hmm. You're like, well, the app to be utilized on your on your yes. phone. Yes. Now it says that ad hoc would like to send you critical alerts um, mm -hmm. and they play a sound and appear even on the lock screen, if your iPhone is muted or in do not disturb mode, mm -hmm. um, is on. So manage critical alerts and settings. So, wow, you get this alert no matter what. That's good. Yeah, I mean, we had a few technical issues with uh, Apple at the beginning um, with those security systems. But again, we seem to have rectified those. Um, and again, I think it is one of those things. I mean, you really do want to get those alerts because we're not going to be sending mm -hmm. them out until they're really, really high, high level emergencies. So if it's going to be a fire of a a, fire. A small magnitude we're not going to be sending alerts out through the system or we may but it'll mm -hmm. be a, a much more toned down version whereas the alert itself if you're having a big tsunami coming our way it's gonna make you jump out of your seat it's a very loud alert <laughs> which we only want to send out if, if, if needs be one of the interesting things we found was uh or some of the research we did in the states they had the amber alerts obviously for missing children but um mm -hmm. when they enacted the blue alerts for older people going missing it became so frequent that actually they had to, it diluted the impact. So as I say, we'll only use these, the loud alert when it's a, a really large scale emergency that, you know, we need people to take action straight away. And, and we'll be advising the action on that um, alert as to what to do in the event of whatever the, the emergency is at the time. Mm. 
Okay. All right. So we do have someone who's uh, following along as well. Awesome. And they have received a message and says that um, they're overseas and for some reason they're getting an authentication error message. Okay. Yeah. So that's very that's common. common. That's very common. Yeah. So uh, what we could recommend to the user, ensure they visit the website first okay. and they register. And by ensuring they register, they ensure you check the privacy notice checkbox and submit. You see where you saw that message that says congratulations? Mm -hmm. that, that tells us so that. When you get this message here. The person actually or the individual would have went directly to the app without, without going to the website first. So we recommend oh, this is the website. Okay. It's our most common mistake. That's the most finding. common, yes. So the Error. system is saying we're not seeing mm -hmm. you on the BlackBerry um, platform. You need to contact the admin. And again, if that listener wants to contact us directly, we can assist them straight after the uh, the, the show mm -hmm. uh, with that. But the registration is the main issue. Okay. Uh, Mm -hmm. um I forget if they're oh yes and that's exactly what he did he didn't register first all right so good advice that's why we like to do these things mm -hmm. in in real time because it shows you exactly um what you need to do so i'm assuming he's an android user but um mm -hmm. there you go okay and i've got other people following along because they're asking for what's the registration code HMC. um so <laughs> put in the put in the same email address that i use to register correct Correct. And then um, I'm going to click on submit. Yes. Correct. And then we've sent an email confirmation. Okay. Yes. So let me yes. see now. Click your email. Um, I received. It takes a lot to get an app approved for the Apple Store, by the way. Trust yes. me. It's not, uh, it's not as easy as people think. No, it's very uh, I'm, very, I'm very happy you understand it technologies and, and and one reason why i went to blackberry i don't the level of security one and they're already in the app store so they will deal with the yeah. <laughs> the guys from apple they will deal with the guys from google and mm -hmm. that takes off an enormous enormous amount of um, i would say stress or, or issues that we would have yes. in terms of security and hopping the hoops yeah so um i have now registered i'm verified so it'll send Correct. you the link um by email and you just click on that and then it confirms that it's verified Correct. and now it's asking for your um organization code yeah hmci capitals hmci hmci folks everybody who's following along can go ahead and put that in and then i'll click on send connecting to organization it says yes you're good to go And voila, that's it. Yes. You're, it says yes. that you're connected to the Cayman Islands public. Yes. So you're on the public, what we call the public portal. So users who visit the website um, would have the ability to okay. receive. I'm going to show everybody kind of what it looks like just in case. Just in case we're trying to get the camera to focus. That was my eyes, Sandra. There we go. I know. There we go. There we go. So this is Islands, and then it says new organization settings received. Is that a... Um, Oh, your location will be shared when responding to an alert, and you can allow or deny that. Yes. Um, we recommend deny, but it's up to the user. And oh, I said allow. Utilized now. So we've and, got somebody else who says that they can't get past the um, enter organization code. So the enter organization code, folks, is um, HMCI. HMCI, all caps. Correct. It can be lowercase as well, but you know, uh, 
We would recommend okay. you to go with all caps, just to be safe. Uh, so what, what we'll do for you, Sandra, we'll actually give you a live alert. Uh, could you remind me of the email address you utilize? I'm going to private message you what it is here on the chat. Okay. Only because I've got all these spammers who've been calling me in WhatsApp because we put that, we linked no WhatsApp to our yeah, Facebook page. And oh God, I get calls at two o'clock in the morning <laughs> from halfway around the world. So I've just sent you, there's okay, a little chat okay. section. Yeah. Okay, no I guess what, while we're doing this, Sandra, I mean, one of the quick plugs, we have the tsunami regional exercise on Thursday. Um, so we're really encouraging everyone to sort of download uh, the app before then. We, we will test it uh, tomorrow morning, actually. Uh, just part of a bigger regional um, tsunami exercise. So it'd be a really good way to test. And we'll obviously do a, a thorough debrief afterwards of any issues that we've incurred. And we're, we're encouraging the public, obviously, to provide us with those, with that feedback so we can continue to improve the, uh, the service. Mm -hmm. But tomorrow morning, whoever's downloaded it is going to wake up very, very quickly or get, get a bit of a shock to the system, which is obviously yeah. what we're intending to. And just All right, so... I'm gonna just send. I'm gonna just send the link again because a lot of people are trying to do the app first and get yes. in that same era. So, folks, um, do the link, the website first, the registration there. Um, let me just send it. I see a few other people messaging me on WhatsApp, and then I'm gonna send this to everyone on my WhatsApp news group list and tell them all to register right now. As a matter of fact, let's let's sweeten the pot for y'all because I know y'all love freeness. Um, so. <laughs> Um, everybody who gets, well, not everybody. I mean, we don't have that many prizes to give away, but why doesn't every, everyone register? I'm going to send this out to the broadcast list. Um, get registered. And then we're going to, we're going to have to pick some random numbers, but just send me a screenshot to confirm that you're registered and you've got the app installed and everything is working good. And we shall randomly pick a... No, We'll, we'll pick and we'll pick a winner for a gift certificate. So I'm supposed to go buy Grandel House today to pick up a gift certificate for our, our other prize winner from over the weekend. Um, this young lady accurately guessed which post had, oh my gosh, at the time it had 13 million views or something ridiculous. It was a video on CMR. And I can tell you guys that since then it's gone up to like over 20 million views for a single video. Wow. wow. It's crazy. Yeah. It has, let me, let me see if I can tell you how many views now. It's the most views that we've ever had on a video for sure. Awesome. Um, Congrats. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. But it's a lot. It's I, Last time I checked, I think it was about 20 million views. But wow. yeah. So a uh, young lady, she won $100 cold cash and a gift certificate dinner for two at Grandel House. So. Awesome. That's a pretty awesome nice prize. prize. <laughs> yeah, I know. I wish that was me. So again, <laughs> folks, that's the link. Go ahead and get registered. You're welcome, Ervalyn. Um, she's not getting the confirmation email verification code. Yes. Did she Still waiting? Okay. So now it looks like she's got it. Okay. Awesome. All right. Jamila is registered. Good job, Ervalyn. Uh, okay. Emma says, I went all the way through this twice and I'm not getting the option to enter the code. So let's just make sure, Emma, that you did the online registration first. Yes. And um... and she can contact us directly again at neens uh, at gov.ky. Um, yes. Phone number 244. If you want to call us directly, it could be two, two, sorry, 244 And again, we can walk her through the whole process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So I should be getting a notification soon of something. Yes. Is your phone on um, silent? Um, yes. Uh, just for these purposes, if you could just put it on audible. I'm going to okay. punch that, punch that right. button right now. All right. Sure. I'm going to put it on the highest alert. So. Mm -hmm. Okay. We got lots of people listening who want that link. <laughs> wow. This will wake anybody up. up. <laughs> you it's definitely can't be up. sleeping with that going off. That'll wake you up. No, I think it's going to scare a few people on Thursday who have downloaded it and forgotten they've downloaded it. Because, All right. Uh, so let me let me just do a screenshot to show you guys. Um, kind of, so you heard that and it came up as a notification on my phone. I think that's um, going to repeat until you acknowledge. So if there's a large scale emergency like a tsunami and you're yes. downstairs, it goes off once. It will goes off before we can set like every two minutes or every 10 minutes for mm -hmm. the demonstration. So just in, in the event of something large scale or significant. But again, we wouldn't put that on until it's a, a really large scale event. That kind of alert is saved for the uh, yeah. the, the nuclear attacks or whatever else we, uh, mm -hmm. you know, big tsunami, whatever. Nothing minor. All right. Um, so you yes. Your, I was going to say um, you can look at your email as well, but again, I'll have if you want to share that, yeah, 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 yeah. If you want to share that, give it that. It keeps going off. So I'll end it. Oh, it'll keep, keep going off until you acknowledge it. Knowledge, but we can actually. Um, and it's on our side. Oh, I see. Okay, so let me yes. do, let me show you guys. Um, I'm going to show you a quick screenshot here. This mm. is what I was missing. Uh, all right, so at the bottom, you see there where it says acknowledge. So I did open it up, but I didn't press the acknowledge button down at the bottom. Mm -hmm. So that's what you've got to click to make sure that then it stops trying to wake up. Well, the it will eventually stop. We will we'll stop it. <laughs> but what we try to do, if there's a large scale emergency, for example, and you're downstairs in the kitchen and your phone is, you hear, you missed that first yeah. um, alarm or audio, audio, able to receive on like what's happening. So mm -hmm. we're trying to ensure everybody is safe. So if you miss it once, you know, you won't miss it yes. twice. Yes, yes. Awesome. Okay. This is good. And the colors, well, you're seeing they're red. So that's a high level. Yes. Orange, so they come in different colors. Exactly. Yeah. Purple is like low scale. So if there's like a tropical storm in a couple of days out, it would be like a soft tone. Beep, beep. But this, oh. again, I know we appreciate the narrative there as Tropical Storm Watch, but uh, we'd only use the high alert if it was a rapid intensification of a storm as opposed to a regular yes. watch. Right. That Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just for the yeah. purpose of this exercise. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. So, all right. That looks good. Fantastic. Okay. So I'm all registered and good to go. Yes. You're Fantastic. Good to go. Thank you. All again. right. So everyone, um, go and register right now. Um, someone else. Let me just see. Yep. You're good to go. Very good. Anybody else having any issues? Yes. Awesome. I think everybody's getting registered. Is there anything else we need to uh, know about the process? We've verified. We've entered the code. That was pretty easy. Just just remember tomorrow morning that nine, around nine o'clock there will be an alert. So don't be um, jump out your seat and have a heart attack. Yeah. So they're testing it tomorrow morning. So we'll yeah. be on air probably when that happens. Yeah. So we'll remind everyone, don't don't run to the nearest <laughs> airport. It's just a test. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, thank you guys so much um, for this. We really oh, appreciate it. 
Um, so uh, we want to encourage everyone, folks, this is an important initiative that the government has launched. There we go. Four simple steps to get the official emergency alert system going. Uh, you can do text messaging, you can do um, email alerts, and then you can do the app-based alerts as well. Please remember that uh, don't forget the elderly people in your community or people who are not necessarily tech savvy who may need your help. So granny, you bought her that new fancy phone for Christmas and she still doesn't know how to use it. Uh, please go and help grandma get set up with the national emergency notification system. Um, if she's more used to text messages than an app, then sign her up for both of those uh, just so that she can make sure that she is well covered in terms of getting notifications as well. Mm -hmm. um, someone just messaged, this is funny, they said uh, that it will never be as quick as CMR with important information. No. <laughs> But it's a 10-prong oh. approach to getting communication Because yes. <laughs> you know what happens. Somebody farts in East End, we know right away, <laughs> all the way in Lower Valley, and then we shoot that out on message and everybody island-wide knows. So um, that's kind of funny. But yes, um, this is the official notification system, folks. So make sure that you get registered, help other people um, who need help getting registered. So let's see if we have any other questions. So Irvlin's good to know. Um, Emma says, what was that number again, please? Yeah, I'll put it in the chat as well. So it's okay. Yeah. Awesome. Again, the call center will be open all every day from about eight till five. Yes. Uh, and we are very much here to try and help everyone get, uh, the system downloaded. Okay. Um, all right. So let's just grab the number and we'll put it on the screen for everybody to jot down and we'll post it on social media as well in case you guys, um, need to have that available. So this is the registration number in case anybody needs any help. Yeah, yeah. any technical issues that you have, just call us or email us. Okay. All right, so we'll put that scrolling across the screen. And we do have a lot of um, international people that listen to the program, so I'll put the area code in there um, so that you guys can get on it. Yes, there you awesome. go. Yeah. All right. I saw a question here. I said, do you have to register? Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. You, it, yeah. Do you have to do the registration process first? Yes. Um, before? Yes. So that yeah. was more of a comment. But yes, um, otherwise you might get an error message. So go to the website first, register there, and then go to your phone and install That's the phone exactly. app and take it from there. Correct. So Irvlin is registered. Emma says they only got to make sure that they make you know that the whole three islands know and half the world a lot cheaper. Okay. Um, Louis, thank you so much. Louis, you're registered. Louis says good things in the mix. Now we have to get the sex registry in place. <laughs> That's not their department. But uh, all right. So um, good. Everybody good? I think we all have a better understanding now of the um, process that's involved and how to get it done. Um, it would take a screenshot. So this person says that they went through it three times. All right, so give them a call on this number. I'm just gonna send this number directly to them. And uh, they'll be happy to um, walk you through it. Sometimes it's something very, very simple yes, with yes. these things in terms of why it's not quite working, yes. but um, they'll get you sorted out. Uh, Okay, I think that's a non that's a non 
how's math question, but we'll get to that. All right. Thank you guys so much for um, joining us this morning. We really appreciate it. Uh, we'll spread the word wide and far. Uh, we'll post it on social media, get it out there that everyone should get registered. Thank you very and, much. Um, yeah. Awesome. It. Have a All great right, guys. day, guys. Thank Take you. Care. Have a great you. day. Bye-bye. Yeah, right, bye-bye. All right, folks, that's the Hazmat team. Uh, thank you to them for showing up. Really appreciate it. Uh, they're doing a fantastic job over there. This app, it's the emergency notification app. Please, again, share it with everyone. Send everyone the link and encourage uh, people to get registered. Mark is over there. Um, he's the hazard mitigation officer. Yes. And he'll he'll get you all the technical um, assistance that you require. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, anything else in terms of that? Any other questions? All right. So I'm going to share. Uh, I'll post this up so you guys can get on it. Okay. Wonderful. Super, super easy. And that uh, no, you do not need to live in the Cayman Islands to get registered. Oh, they put a website, they put a little video up on their website as well. So I'm going to send that. So it looks like all of the, um, all of the civil servants downstairs, they were encouraging people to get registered as well. So that's fantastic. Everybody needs to get registered. Yeah, we listen, we like to share information, folks, and the best way to do that is to um, make sure that we're all connected. Thank God for modern technology, right? Back in the day, we actually had Blackberries. So you guys remember how we used to do our little um, list, our little, you know, um, it wasn't WhatsApp back then, it was Blackberry Messenger, but we used to send out those notifications. And, you know, that's that was the start of it. That was the early um, sort of, pre-stage of, of WhatsApp was BlackBerry Messenger. And we used to stay in contact with each other. And listen, it's just amazing. You might not have seen people for like years and you talk to them every single day because you're speaking to them via all of the available um, technology, you know? So we've got Skype, we can do WhatsApp, we can do, um, obviously as a result of COVID, everyone really discovered um, Zoom. I swear like nobody heard about Zoom beforehand. I'm like, Zoom's been around forever. <laughs> but all of a sudden people are like, oh, I'll Zoom, I'll Zoom call you or whatever. Let's have a meeting. And it was like, okay. But there are lots of uh, platforms out there that allow you to, um, to utilize uh, the technology to stay in contact with people. And it's wonderful because, you know, some of us have family members overseas. When something happens, you want to quickly be able to contact them as well. And it's, it's also great that, um, and I can confirm that I did get these messages by email as well. It's also great that, um, you know, even Facebook has like when there's a major incident, so there's like a storm or fire or whatever, Facebook gives people the opportunity to check in, to mark themselves as safe. Um, I think that that's a great feature over the years that Facebook has deployed uh, quite well. So good, awesome. So let's talk a little international news. Thank you, Louis. He says, awesome stuff. Encourage the registration process. And please look after the elderly. Yeah, definitely get your elderly folks registered. Um, I'm going to check on my aunt and make sure she's registered. Check on grandma. 
grandpa, um, elderly aunts, anybody, uh, make sure that they're registered. And you can also email them at nens, N-E-N-S, at gov.ky. So let me just add that to the scrolling message here that's on your screen uh, so that you can contact them. Beautiful. Wonderful. There we go. Awesome. All right, get registered. Okay, so listen, um, a lot has still been going on in Ukraine. I feel like we haven't really spoken about it this week, so let's take a few minutes. Uh, first of all, the American government has recognized that uh, their efforts to continue to cut off um, Russia as much as possible is really, really important. Now, I think that it's working um, you know, and I mean, it hasn't stopped the war yet, but, um, it's one of those things that Russia's going to really regret this war. I don't even know what the point is. They're trying to get nuclear capability. Why, why would you destroy the entire world for greed? It, it just doesn't make any sense. But the UK is planning on just this morning, breaking news, according to the BBC, uh, the UK's is going to phase out Russian oil imports by the end of the year. That's what their minister said. And that is part of their response to um, the invasion of Ukraine. So um, every single organization and company that can has been put in the country of Russia, which includes the average people as well. Everybody's like, oh, but Putin doesn't care. He's going to care in a minute if he doesn't already. And I, I think he does care. Because um, honestly, you know, his people are going to be under immense pressure. Well, he's cut them off purposely from Facebook because uh, he said that they were not with his agenda, apparently. And he's also threatened to put anybody in jail for 15 years who does not agree with the Ukrainian invasion and I guess makes their opinions publicly known. This man is crazy. I'm just saying. So um, that's unbelievable. But yes, he is going to be doing that. So the Americans also looking to get rid of their dependence on Russian oil have actually gone to Venezuela. Mm -mm. What a mess this is going to be. Because I think you have to be careful. Now, you know, this goes back to our dependence on oil and we got the same problem right here and why we need to look at you know alternative options um renewable uh, energy and so on because our dependence on oil is one of the things that creates people like vladimir putin in the first place let's just be honest um or a saddam hussein in the middle east you know there's only so many spots that can really provide the world um with reliable sources of oil and Venezuela is one of those that's obviously very, very close to the United States and even close to us. It's also one of the poorest countries in the world, despite being so oil rich, because I think the presidents and, you know, administrators of the country who run the country's affairs have really done a horrible job of managing and spreading the wealth of what is generated by oil to all of the people. So the poor people of Venezuela are 
living in dismal circumstances and most of them are trying to get the heck out of Venezuela and they want to go anywhere but Venezuela. So the Americans sent a convoy and they started diplomatic talks, um, which are the first diplomatic talks between the two countries in at least three years. And they went on, I think they went on Monday and then they started um, talks right away because now this is like, oh, let's get rid of Russian oil situation. So by Tuesday, as a gesture of goodwill, so yesterday, the Venezuelan government released two prisoners um, that they'd been holding. Now, I don't really know the backstory on this, but according to the news, they have released Gustavo Cardenas, who was from a group of six oil executives from Citgo, which is a uh, U.S. refining company owned by Venezuela's state oil firm. And he was arrested on a business trip to Caracas in 2017. The other guy, Jorge Fernandez, who's a Cuban-American, was detained in 2021 for bringing a drone into Venezuela. They're kind of like the Russians and the Cuban government and that they'll arrest you for just about anything. Um, so this, their release comes a day, the same day that president Joe Biden said the United States will not be importing oil from Russia because of its war on Ukraine and U S officials are exploring whether to turn to Venezuela as a potential alternative supplier as gasoline prices soar. So the last I check, it was $130 a barrel for crude oil, um, in a week, it went from 100. It was escalated up to 100, and then up to 130 dollars. That's a lot, folks. And what that means is that at the pumps, um, we're all going to feel it. And um, this is no joke. In the U.S., some places are over seven dollars a gallon already for oil. So, Lord Jehovah, you know, with Cayman, if it's seven, if it's seven dollars places in the U.S. For us, that's soon going to be um, whew, that's soon going to be a good, probably twelve dollars or something ridiculous. Um, this has the potential to really escalate pricing beyond anything that we've probably even seen in our lifetime. Now, I got to show you guys a little bit of humor. You know, you've got to sometimes find the humor in, in a lot of things in life. But have a look at this. This was super funny. Somebody posted this. This was Jason Hislop. He posted this on Instagram and he made me laugh when I saw it. But a lot of people are like concerned. And those of you who have those really big vehicles, mm -mm -mm. now you're like, oh, I should have bought myself a little Kia Sport or something. Or a Honda Fit. Trust me, this is when you don't want, you don't want that uh, gas tank being too big. But this is what he posted on Instagram. Hilarious. He says, if you see me doing this, mind your business. I'm just trying to buy gas to get to work. So this is him on the, on the stripper pole trying to find the money to, to, you know, get gas to go to work, to work the other full-time job. So a um, bit of tongue-in-cheek humor there, folks, but people really starting to feel the pinch that this is a real possibility that we're going to be struggling to pay because fuel impacts everything. Uh, importing goods from overseas, mm. not just filling up the, the tank, you know, what a mess. Mm -mm 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 -mm. 
Anyway, um, Moya says the end of the year. So what are they saying? They're willing to allow the war to prolong that long? Um, I, I'm assuming that if they could do it any quicker, they would. But it's probably not the easiest thing in the world to completely cut off your oil supply um, from a country. But I think what they're um, what they are going to do is send a very clear message to people like Vladimir Putin that when you do things like this, there will be long long-term consequences for such egregious and bad behavior. And so I think that that will be the situation. It's not like, oh, if he stops the war right now, all the sanctions will disappear. They're saying, no, we're going to send you a very clear message that your behavior is horrendous. And, um, you know, we're not going to allow it to continue. So Venezuela is not the best with human rights. Uh, so this is obviously a number of, um, let me turn my phone ringer back off. That is an, a, a number of um, initiatives underway. I mean, everybody has been stopping. There's one that I saw yesterday that it was like, it took these companies a while to stop, um, to stop the, um, let me see if I can find that article. It took them a while to stop their services and so forth in Russia because they were increasingly coming under uh, pressure as well. I'm um, just trying to see if I can find that additional story. So here we go. Uh, McDonald's, Starbucks, and Coca-Cola will pause sales in Russia after weeks of pressure to respond to the invasion of Ukraine. So it's so funny that McDonald's, Coca-Cola, and Starbucks, are they all owned by the same company? Because a lot of these are all part of a big conglomerate. Um, that, you know, they have finally decided after days of silence and reluctance, it seems, they've taken a stance while facing rising pressure to respond. So several iconic American food and beverage companies said on Tuesday that they were pausing operations in Russia. So McDonald's has been in Russia for three decades, uh, was the first to say that it would temporarily close its 850 restaurants in the country, including those it owns and those owned by franchisees. Starbucks soon followed, saying that the 130 recipes, or restaurants, sorry, that it has in Russia, um, which are owned and operated by the, the Kuwaiti conglomerate. Uh, what is this? Group called the Al Shaya group would immediately close, and Coca Cola then followed suit. So this has a trickle down effect because I'm sure now those Kuwaiti that Kuwaiti company is not happy that 130 of their Starbucks restaurants will be closed because of Russia and their foolishness. So it's not just Russians that are going to suffer; it's all of us <laughs> everywhere in the world because of Russia's actions. And so the pressure continues to be placed on their government to, you know, do the right thing. So late in the day, PepsiCo um, said that they've been selling Pepsi in Russia since the early 1970s, so that it would suspend soda sales, including 7-Up. Do they drink a lot of 7-Up in Russia? But it said it would uh, continue its operations that manufacture milk dairy products, and baby formula and food as part of the humanitarian effort, but also to keep its 20,000 manufacturing and 40,000 farm workers employed. Hmm, here's an idea. 
stop all production because I'm sure those 20,000 manufacturing and 40,000 farm workers are all Russians in Russia. Stop the manufacturing, still pay them, but stop the manufacturing and let them know that the real consequence of this continued aggression um, on the Ukrainian people will be that at some point it's all going to come to stop. I bet you all of a sudden Putin would have a hard time trying to incarcerate 20,000 people. I don't think even Russia has enough jails for that. So believe it or not, McDonald's opened its first restaurant in Russia in 1980 in Pushkin Square in Moscow, and it became a symbol of Western culture to the Russian people. Imagine that and McDonald's. <laughs> For 66 years, they say we've operated with the belief that communities are better when there's a McDonald's nearby. And um, he noted the company employed 62,000 people in the country, worked with hundreds of local Russian suppliers and partners, and several million of Russia's customers every day. Wow. You'd be surprised what shutting down the McDonald's might do. Those people are going to be pissed off at Vladimir and might go looking for him. Investors, as well as social media users, have ramped up pressure on businesses to pull out of Russia, especially fast food chains which have been criticized for lagging behind other companies with decisions about their Russian operations. So we'd heard over the weekend, Netflix had pulled out, uh, they'd seized operations and um, who else was it? Um, there's quite a few that um, have pulled out already. The U European Union is trying to seek independence from Russia, Russian oil and gas. And in the US, um, the gas price hit $4.17 a gallon. We've seen prices way over that already. Amazon Web Services blocked new signups from Russia and Belarus, because Belarus apparently is thinking about joining Russia in this demented situation. Uh, so all Western countries, European countries are looking for a way to, um, not have to use Russian oil if they can. So of course that's impacting the stock markets uh, quite a bit, but you know, sometimes you gotta make sacrifices that you're gonna feel a little bit of pinch in the immediate um, future, but it's more of a long-term gain, right? So H&M halt sales in Russia after the invasion of Ukraine, they did that last week. Deloitte. Oh, this was a big one that came out a couple of days ago, actually. The big, um, is it five or four accounting firms have all, the top four accounting firms have all pulled out of Russia. So Deloitte, Ernst & Young, KPMG, and PwC, PricewaterhouseCoopers, have all said that um, they'd be severing ties with uh, Russia. So that was that was pretty big. I was like, wow. So they are the world's largest accounting firms. And they announced on Monday that they'd pull out of Russia, joining, um, you know, the other big ones. So that was that's the four big, big four is what they're termed accounting firms on Sunday, they made this announcement. And so uh, they are going to be they've got structured partnerships of local firms. And so yeah, they're going to be pulling out of Russia as well. Ernst Young said that they will no longer serve Russian government clients. State-owned enterprises or, or sanctioned entities 
or individuals anywhere in the world. So even if you're Russian, you're a Russian millionaire and you, um, you know, live in Canada, they're like, oops, too bad for you. Mm -mm -mm. So Ernst and Young issued a statement, EY issued a statement on their LinkedIn account. Um, there were, are more than 4,700 workers in its network in Russia. Deloitte has about 3,000 professionals in Russia and Belarus. And their chief executive officer said uh, that they would be making a, a similar move. KPMG says it has more than 4,500 people working in Russia and Belarus. And PwC has 3,700 workers in Russia. So, you know, is it going to hurt the Russian people? Absolutely. But maybe that's how you get to him. Because at the top of the, of the food chain, when it comes to the Russian people, are these super uber wealthy billionaires. These oligarchs and whatever, you know, I mean, the money is like ridiculous. They've got yachts the size of properties we never see in our lives. And they're going to start feeling some serious pressure here, not having access to accounting firms and all sorts of stuff. So on the finance side, American Express, MasterCard, and Visa all announced on Sunday that they would suspend operations in Russia, meaning that their branded cards issued by Russian banks would not work in other countries and cards issued elsewhere would not work for purchases in Russia. Damn. Let me think about that for a second. So MasterCard, Visa, and American Express. You can't use it. So if it's it's issued in, by a Russian bank, right, it's not going to work anywhere else. So if you're a Russian national and you're in California right now, so you were vacationing when your president decided to go off on a frolic of his own and do this madness, and you only have your Russian MasterCard or Visa, you can't use it anymore. And no other bank, because you're Russian, is going to issue you a card right now. They're freezing assets. They're, oh, my God, this is a, an amazing response, really. But this is what's required when you're dealing with a tyrant like uh, Vladimir Putin. So, um, yes. And then if you have a card and you're stuck in Russia, then you're out of luck too. Entertainment. So Netflix on Sunday suspended service. The Walt Disney Company said last week they had paused the release of movies in the country. Mm -mm. So Netflix was actually making acquisitions in Russia, and it said that it would halt future projects in the country, including acquisitions. Wow. Manufacturing. Boeing and Ford Motor said that they would suspend operations in Russia. Volvo halted the sales of its cars there. This is this has got to be the biggest non-military response in my lifetime that I've ever seen, and I'm pretty sure ever in the history of the world, because because of technology and how things work, it is a lot easier to stop operations in different countries, I suppose. Um, this has never been done before. This is amazing. So on the energy front, we've got BP, ExxonMobil, and uh, Shell, all major investors in Russia's most important industry, which is oil, announced recently that they would sell their operations in the country. Sell their operations. So they're not just halting operations like, oh, we'll halt temporarily. They're like, we're going to offload this. I'm not sure who's going to want to buy it. But anyway, um, uh, highest bidder, I guess, or they'll take whatever they can get for it. 
the impact of this is going to be really long term because for for bp exxon and shell we're going to sell our operations that means that we ain't going back anytime soon like russia has the decisions of this one man and his government is going to impact the poor people of russia for generations to come because every imaginable business that can is either halting uh services or pulling out entirely retail the french luxury giants um, Hermes and Louis Vuitton, oh, what a mess, said on Friday that they would temporarily close their stores in Russia. Similar moves by Ikea and TJ Maxx, or TJX. Who's TJX? Oh, they're the owner of TJ Maxx and Marshalls. Shell. Red Square in Moscow, is that like the rich area? Yeah, you're not going to be able to buy any Louis Vuitton uh, handbags or anything. So Louis Vuitton has estimated more than 120 stores in Russia. Really? The things that you learn every day. Said it would close them effective on Sunday, given the current circumstances in the region. The spokesperson added that the company would continue to pay salary and benefits to its 3,500 employees in the country. Um, I'm sure that's for now. Um... Hermes said it would, uh, via LinkedIn post, that it would temporarily close its stores and pause commercial activity in Russia as of Friday. Wow, this is amazing. Huh, what a mess. Uh, let me just see who else is shutting down operations. Well, they're sending him a very clear message. Tech giants Apple and Microsoft have paused the sales of products in Russia, so now they can't even go buy an I- iPhone. Google's YouTube has blocked advertising from Russian state-owned media. And on Monday, IBM says that it has suspended all business in Russia. YouTube has blocked advertising. Oh, they haven't blocked YouTube, though, from Russia. State-owned media. Okay. Wow. Mm -mm -mm. That's crazy. But I'm in agreement with it. I'm like, you know, do what you got to do. You know, everybody else getting involved with a military response is probably not the way that we want to go. Cause that won't end well for anyone. Um, but they're all putting pressure on each other, by the way. So the German chancellor has been resisting pressure to cut off Russian fuel, fossil fuels. So of course it's not just the U S that is dependent on Russia for, you know, crude oil or whatever. There's other people as well. So German chancellor Olaf, What's his last name? Schloch. Um, he was meeting with his economy minister on Monday, and they're trying to find alternatives to Russian fuel. And he says it cannot be done overnight, which is my point to someone who commented, well, why are they waiting until the end of the year? You don't don't just flip a switch and be like, oh, we'll get our oil from, you know, it takes it takes a lot to make that happen. And my fear is you end up, if everybody runs to Venezuela, you end up creating another Russia where they feel like they can do whatever they want. And so I always feel like you need to, there's certain things um, that you need to be as self-sufficient in as possible. And so of course these countries should be looking at more of a longer term plan of what they're gonna do. So um, their foreign minister, they're having talks there in Germany to see what they can figure out. Um, Mm-hmm. So energy prices jump amid fears of a cutoff of Russian supplies. 
Congress moves to bar Russian energy imports and end favorable trade relations. And that stocks extend their route um, as the Ukraine war and economic fallout intensify. There's a lot that's going on here. Uh, there was another story that I was reading the other day. Um, what was that one again? Oh, yes. Did you see the one where um, people were leaving the baby carriages outside? People in Poland, actually, were leaving baby carriages outside, um, like by the train area, so that when the Ukrainian women with babies come over, they could just grab a stroller for free because of course, most of them are trying to take this journey um, by themselves. And it is, you know, really, really, really difficult. And so um, they've been, there's a whole row of like baby strollers lined up at the train station so that they can just grab a stroller and not have to carry a sleeping baby uh, in their arms. They can put them in a stroller. So that was pretty cool. Um, there have been people who've been booking. I even saw this in a women's group here. There was an event, a fundraiser over the weekend for uh, to help the Ukrainian people. And I know the governor was involved in that. And there have also been people who um, have been booking Airbnb. Oh, what is this? Oh, I can't even see that. What is that? Um, there, There is a... People who are booking Airbnb, they're not actually going to Ukraine, obviously, but they're still booking them to put some money into the pockets of the Ukrainian people. So uh, the ugly truth says it's important to also consider the impact that Americans' foreign policies had in Venezuela. While the leaders may be questionable, the strangling policies of America have amplified suffering. Listen, ugly truth, I, I get it, but I also think that if, if the United States has such power... Um, you know, I hope that they, they use it in a humane way and there are some considerations, but the people in each country elect who they elect or they allow people, um, dictators to run rampant in their countries. And they have to realize that the rest of the world just isn't going to sit back and allow it to happen. You know, there will be sanctions in place. And sometimes I can't find a logical argument against the sanctions. Yes, I understand that it ultimately hurts the people, but sometimes the people have to suffer in order for them to recognize, well, this isn't the type of leadership that we want. We need to get rid of these people. You know? So Vernice says, um, get an electric car so you don't have to fork up big bucks. Carol says, but to run electricity to charge the car, you need da -da -da -da, oil. True. Of course, CUC is going to go up. And it's not really so much about them jumping on it. The cost of flights, everything. Oil is pervasive in our lives. All right. So Kevin just sent me this list. Let's check this out. Over 300 companies have withdrawn from Russia. But some remain. So this is as of today's date. This is Yale School of Management. Thank you, Yale, for this comprehensive list. Um, so download the list by clicking here. So we have everyone. Oh, my God. Companies that have curtailed Russian operations. Mm -mm. 
Air, Airbnb, Airbus, Alaska Airlines. Oh my God, this is extensive. Amazon, AMD, they're the chip makers. They are suspending sales of sensitive tech to Russia. Good. Because, you know, they can't build certain things, especially weaponry, if they don't, uh, let me see if I can increase this. If they don't have the... The technology, American Airlines, American Express, Anheuser-Busch, no beer for you. Oh, speaking of beer, did you guys hear that in some American bars, they were actually throwing out Russian vodka? And they were, um, there was a whole story about this. Um, so Stoli, um, Chiai, whatever, they have that Stoli brand. They were rebranding their their um, beer or their vodka or whiskey. What is it? What is, was it? Hold on. Vodka. So they were actually rebranding their vodka to, and they announced this yesterday, I believe it was, um, in an effort to, you know, because everybody's boycotting Russian products. So people are literally throwing out Russian vodka in the streets. And so they have rebranded in an effort to direct, in, an, in a direct response of Russia's invasion in Ukraine, um, so yeah, they made that announcement. Um, look, listen to this one. A Slovakian woman is stuck with 30,000 bottles of Russian vodka after Pennsylvania ban. Poor her. What a mess. So, um, she has some Russian brand here that um, she was selling and now she can't give it away. She's a 74 year old Slovakian immigrant and longtime resident of Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania. And she's also the sole proprietor of something called Ukshaka Vodka, whatever. I don't know if that's anywhere near the pronunciation. Distilled and bottled in Russia and exclusively sold in Pennsylvania. Retails for $16.99 a bottle during the pandemic. She averaged a modest 20 cases per week in statewide sales, mostly around uh, Pittsburgh. Now, her lone customer has blacklisted her and she is sitting on 30,000 bottles of the stuff. Last week, she faxed Governor Wolf a letter asking him to reconsider. She says, why are you sanctioning me? I'm definitely not an oligarch. We own no yachts or any boats or luxury cars. My Odyssey has 268,000 miles on it. And we're paying off a home mortgage like most Americans. Poor thing. Um, so... Apparently, this decision is impacting two Russian brands. And uh, yeah, she found out about this on February 27th. So she says that she got a phone call. Her buyer called to explain apologetically that um, her vodka had been pulled off the shelf and put in a back storeroom. Mm -mm. They only do what they're instructed to do. Um, she was told in a phone call interview expressing some sympathy. 
Besides what the state stores have in stock, she has a shipment large enough to last the entire year, warehoused in a repurposed limestone mine in Pennsylvania. She doesn't know what she'll do with it. Her doctor's a retired family medical doctor. He um, volunteered an idea. It'd be nice to dump a pallet in front of the government mansion. <laughs> oh, well, um, sorry for them. You know, but I think that the problem is the retailers are not going to buy it because they know that people are boycotting it. So what's the sense of buying it? Nobody's going to, you know, they're not going to put it in their retail stores because then no one's going to buy it. So they're, they're going to sit and get stuck with the stock. Uh, journalists being pulled out, Bloomberg, Bank of China, what? Curtailed Russian access to capital markets. This is a long list. DHL, DirecTV, they blocked the Kremlin-backed TV networks. Disney, Discover, Ericsson, my Lord. Mm -mm -mm. Estee Lauder, no makeup. Lord have mercy. Mm. Formula One, FIFA. I'll share this link with you guys because it is pretty interesting. Oh, sorry. My apologies. I was continuing to read the list, but I had muted my my button because I I put a piece of apple. Breakfast is an apple today. I just bit on a piece of apple and I was like, oh, those people soon tell me I'm annoying them with my chewing. Listen to this list. International Weightlifting Federation, International Tennis Federation, International Skating Union, International Ice Hockey, International Psyching Union. Now this one made me pause. The International Cat Federation has banned all Russian cats from competition. How do you know if it's a Russian cat? I'm just saying, just because it came from Russia. All right, well, Russian cats are banned from competition. Jaguar, Kellogg. JP Morgan, the list goes on and on and on. What company is Mango? I don't know what company that is. Marks and Spencer, MasterCard, Mazda, Mercedes-Benz. Mm, mm, mm. This is quite an even even the Roku streaming devices. Oh my God, Rolex, Rolls-Royce, S&P, Samsung. Wow. Mm -mm. Pretty big list. And it's growing by the day. And they also have um, a list here of companies that remain in Russia with significant exposure. <laughs> so they're putting some people under some pressure by making sure that we know who they are. Caterpillar. I'm trying to see some other names that are pretty big names here. 
Kimberly Clark, Logitech. Wow, that's interesting. Marriott, Intercontinental Hotels, Hyatt, the Hilton, uh, Herbalife. That's a thing still. Uh, Nestle, Otis Worldwide, Papa John's has 185 locations in Russia and they've not yet pulled out. Whirlpool, Philip Morris, Otis Worldwide. So they're kind of putting them under some pressure by... <laughs> by telling us who those companies are. Uh, what a mess. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. All right, super interesting folks. Um, thank you, Marshall. Even the cats are going to feel this mess. I know. I thought about that one. I was like, the Cat Federation? Oh, my God. Uh, Richard says, no matter how bad it gets, remember, you aren't uh, fleeing your country, leaving everything behind with the clothes on your back and babies in your arm, not knowing if you'll ever return. This is the truth. And people are losing their lives. Over the weekend, we posted that there was um, some volunteers who were... Um, who were, you know, killed. They were volunteering with a pet, um, like helping, you know, like sheltered pets and stuff like that, taking them food. One woman, they shot at her car and killed her uh, when all she was doing was delivering pet food. They killed an actor yesterday or the day before. So, you know, the, the Russian government is um, killing civilians on purpose. They're not just, um, you know, going after sort of specific targets that are considered military targets. They're bombing schools and hospitals. Women are having to have babies and um, bombing shelters and stuff like this. It's just absolutely ridiculous. China, by the way, is proceeding, I guess, a little bit cautiously because remember now, um, last month, right when the Winter Olympics were beginning to open, their leader was um, meeting with Russian president. He actually had a banquet in Vladimir Putin's honor. So the Chinese and Russia have had very close relations recently. And I think China is one of the countries who did not vote uh, in favor of um, sanctions against Russia or they abstained or something like that. But, you know, they have to be extremely careful because they claim that they had, they discussed major hotspot issues of mutual concern. No one seems to know exactly what those are because they've kept it a secret, but they do believe that um, it was one of the things that pushed Russia into invading Ukraine just 20 days later because he probably had at least verbally China's support. So this article says that this has unleashed Europe's worst war in decades and seismic jolts in global power likely to be felt for decades. 
So now the Chinese might be getting a little bit skittish. They had publicly said before that their country's friendship had no limits. This is what the leader of China had said about their relationship with, with Russia. He said that there'd be no wavering in their partnership, and he added that his weight to, um, he added his weight to Putin's accusation of Western betrayal in Europe. However, seems like his solidarity, um, although it may have helped to embolden Putin to start this trek on Ukraine, is now wavering. So we'll see. So of course they were sympathetic to Moscow's security demands, mocking Western warnings of war and accusing the United States of uh, goading Russia. Over the past two weeks, China has sought to edge slightly away from Russia and it softened its tone, expressing grief over civilian casualties. So, you know, they're trying to pretend like they are this impartial party calling for peace talks and to, for the war to stop as much as possible. But, you know, people are a little bit um, weary of the Chinese as well. So one person who's a former director for China on the National Security Council said that he's damned if he did know and he's damned if he didn't know. Uh, this is whether or not he'd been aware of Russia's plans to invade. If he did know and he didn't tell people, he's complicit. If he wasn't told by Putin, then it's an affront. I think I think Putin told him. I think that's what that dinner, that banquet was all about. Him and Putin were sitting there going, yes, I'm going to go and invade Ukraine and you're going to support me, okay? Yeah, because we hate the Americans. Oh, these Western imperialists, we can't stand them. I think that's probably how the conversation went over some... Uh, acquired caviar and picking duck or something in China. Um, so a Western intelligence report concluded that Chinese officials had told their Russian counterparts in early February not to invade Ukraine before the end of the Olympics in Beijing. So that means that they kind of knew it was coming. Though it was not clear whether Putin had told um, the Chinese leader directly of any plans. Chinese officials rejected the claim that Beijing had forewarning as pure fake news. Mm. Well, I'm not too sure about that. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So China, I think, is is in a very precarious situation, and they can see, um, you know, what is happening to Russia right now. And I'm sure, listen, a lot of this um, is all about money, really. Um, and China is one of the biggest suppliers in the world of a lot of goods, but if they think that all of a sudden some of these manufacturing companies won't pull back out. Um, you know, even the World Rugby Union has banned all competition in Russia, the Rowing Federation, um, WPP, PLC, the Boxing Association, all these companies are saying, listen, we're not going to support this. And if they don't think that there would be a, a similar response for China getting involved, then 
they might want to think again. But interesting enough, just as this war started, remember what the Chinese did? They started flying military aircraft in the Taiwanese airspace. And I was like, what are these people trying to do? Like legit, it seems to me that they're trying to start World War III. I'm like, China? Really? You're going to go after little Taiwan now? Because they recognize that the United States of America is going to be busy if they do enter this war, fighting on the European front. They can't fight the Asian front and the European front at the same time. They don't have the military power for that. So they were thinking this was a time to make some moves on Taiwan. But Taiwan was like, ooh, we're not going to have it. We will blow you out of the sky. So I think they kind of backed down a little bit once that started to make international news. It's crazy. So did you guys know um, that in 1992, China was among the first countries to establish ties with the newly independent Ukraine after the collapse of the Soviet Union? It turned to Ukraine as a major supplier of corn, sunflower, and grape seed oil, as well as arms technology. Mm-hmm. So apparently over the years, as a growing number of Ukrainians supported joining NATO, Chinese diplomats did not raise objections. So it's interesting. And it says here that uh, Ukraine was trying to sit on the fence and avoid any sensitive issues with Beijing and expected the same from China as well. Um, so we'll keep an eye on it. And, uh, and see how it works. All right, folks. Um, thank you guys so much. Yes, Marshall. Richie says, no matter how bad it gets. Oh, we read that one already. Thank you, guys. Folks, have a beautiful day. Uh, I've got to get some paperwork stuff done today, for sure. Um, I've got to try a second visit at the passport office to try and get all sorted out over there. So do wish me some luck. Uh, please be safe out there, folks. And remember, at the end of the day, um, we just got a message from Refuel. It's posted on Facebook saying that their prices are going up significantly. But I can assure you that um, it is, uh, it's crazy. We're all going to feel it. Uh, we'll keep you guys updated. Um, I don't know how high it's going to go, but I think we're going to reach some record highs before it's all said and done. Folks, do be safe. Um, have a wonderful day. Try to be as productive, I suppose, as we all can be during these trying times. But remember, we are still so much better off. Nobody's bombing your home right now. You're not running to the train station. Over one and a half million people have already left Ukraine. Um, a lot of neighboring countries, Poland and others, are taking them in with open arms. And um, it's just a really horrible situation. Stay tuned. Tomorrow's Thursday. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning at 7.30 a.m. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of The Cold Hard Truth. Make sure to check Facebook for showtimes and more information and the latest news at caymanmarlroad.com. Subscribe to our IG and Facebook pages to get the latest happenings. 